0: it's a a distant you know it
1: will be cause it's, it's Alright, we're back for another season of The Pick. I'm Colin Westman. I'm joined by
2: John Otney. And Sean Lemmy
1: so uh yeah we got through all of our end of the year stuff had a little star wars discussion i guess we did our most anticipated movies of the new year and now we're back to doing the pick again and picking
2: it back up
1: yeah picking it back up right where we left off (laughs) me choosing (laughs) questionable silly movies uh so, hey, we're talking about the Duddy Professor. What? What?
2: Don't, don't, don't be so dismissive. It's a new decade, or at the very least a new year, if you're one of those, like, well, it's technically the 10th year of the 2010s people. Uh, but it's also season two of The Pick. We've changed the order of picking this, this year for the this season. This they don't is, know uh, that yeah. yet. I, this,
1: I, I this. was the first person to, or I was the next to go where we left off. But I guess you're oh. not doing next week, so it doesn't seem that different.
2: I you just—you seem so defeated to be back. It's an uh, exciting time. It's the pick. <laughs> <laughs> you I have guess. the power.
1: I just—I I don't know. I wanted to come back in a big way, but I didn't. <laughs> like, I think you did with this movie. I I did, in one way, but in another. This movie isn't really related To anything going on right now And that's kind of how we usually Try to Schedule our picks Uh, We are talking about The Nutty Professor A movie that I have not seen since I was Seven years old Watching
0: for Black History Month
1: (laughs) Yeah that's right It's uh, (laughs) Oh no Truly an exemplary (laughs) Example Of (laughs) black filmmaking I think it was directed by a white guy Whatever It's got lots of Eddie Murphys in it What more do you want Uh, So before we get to that I suppose we should share Our little picks I guess we'll go first I believe that's how it works
2: I don't know We're setting new presidents season 2
1: Uh Okay, (laughs) but I don't think we are, because I think I go first, and then we loop back around. Anyways, uh, so one thing I try to do every year after Uh we do all of our end-of-the-year stuff uh, in regards to music is I always try to pick out a musical artist who is very acclaimed and beloved but i haven't listened to much of at all and just like do a deep dive into their music uh which was a little bit harder this year because i also had to concentrate on putting my top 10 albums of the decade together but this year i went with uh i I tried to get into kate bush who's an artist i had long known that people with like hipstery taste in music like a lot but i'd never really listened to any of her music uh so i i just went in and listened to a bunch of her albums the first one i listened to was hounds of love which is kind of her most acclaimed album and probably the best place to start it is kind of one of those just great pop albums where like the first five or six songs are just like all bangers and it's it's really good, but I, I like some of her early stuff too, like The Kick Inside is her first album and had kind of her first big hit on it, Wuthering Heights. Of course I say hit in regards to Kate Bush because she was like super popular in the UK but like never really crossed over in America. One of those Not weird yet. cases. I <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Hit her sixties, she'll she'll finally ever Big hit album in America, but um, so I guess I'm I'm just recommending Kate Bush as an artist. Also, uh, the Sensual World, which is her one after Hounds of Love, is quite good too. Um, She had kind of a weird trajectory, where like her first album had like a bunch of Prague musicians on it. It it kind of like sonically sounds like Prague, but if it was like a lot more concise and you know more more poppy and then she moved into more electronic uh, areas I guess she used a lot of drum machines and synthesizers and got into all that stuff um, and also kind of having more control over her over the production of her albums but uh, there's, there's still more of her albums I should probably listen to since, again, I got a little distracted by end of the decade stuff But I'm enjoying what I've listened to so far Cool yep.
0: I would also like to recommend music I, for my little pick, would like to pick the new Tame Impala album mm-hmm. It was pretty chill, you guys
1: <laughs> I, I listened to it once And I was actually digging it, even though I was kind of Mixed on their last album But maybe I maybe I need to give that one another Chance also
0: Uh yeah that's all I got
1: Yeah okay <laughs> It did just come out Like I, I
0: don't even remember what it's called
1: uh, It's
0: got sand coming the through The slow rush
1: The slow rush
0: I think it's called The Sands of Time
1: Yeah that sounds The right.
0: Valentine's album
1: It is all red. Is Tim
2: and Paula a band or a guy? It's a
0: guy. Kevin Parker. Kevin Parker. Not to be confused with Peter Parker. Kevin Parker. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool.
2: I was going to do an album, too, but I guess I won't because that three albums is too many. So, Colin, let me tell you about... Birds of Prey. <laughs> I, <guess. laughs> I can't
1: wait. I didn't uh, see
2: it. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn.
0: Well, it's not called that anymore, Sean.
2: What's it called now?
0: They changed the title of the movie to Harley Quinn Birds of Prey. <laughs> like Edge of Tomorrow.
2: Weird. They actually changed it?
0: They at least changed it if you like go to like the movies and buy a ticket. It's got a different name. And I bet it'll have that name when it's on the Blu-ray. Let me look up the exact names mm. to make sure I got that right. So, uh, of course... Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. is the name of the movie now.
2: One of the big criticisms from the comic book nerds of this movie is that Harley Quinn, the character, is not normally someone you'd associate with the birds of prey and they did a pretty serious rewrite of a couple of the birds of prey characters like renee montoya and cassandra kane um to to make them fit into this world that they were making um i don't care about that i have (laughs) never read a birds of prey comic that is way too deep a cut there are so many like bat universe comics Um. I, so I guess it, to I, I I sort of understand like hey why can't you just directly adapt something? Why are you making a sequel to Suicide Squad in 2020? Um, uh, but I, I mean it's pretty self-explanatory, right? It's because Margot Robbie is an A-list star and she, she wanted to. So you don't you don't pass up on that. Um, I think for me the problem with Birds of Prey was just that the violence isn't that fun after a while it's, it's kind of repetitive um, that said I think the movie does do a lot of things right that makes me wish I liked it more if, if that makes sense I think it's sense of humor is pretty good um, I, I think the way that it handles its characters is generally pretty great um, like uh, it, I think Mary Elizabeth Winstead's really good. I think Journey Smollett Bell's really good. Uh, I think I think Ewan McGregor is like tapping into his Moulin Rouge energy for the first time in, in a long time, and <laughs> and, and giving a good performance. Um, it's a fun, fine movie. I guess is is where I'm going with this. If I knew this was my little pick Going into it I would have maybe prepared some Some notes But I guess what I wanted to say is I think Birds of Praise, is fine
1: Uh, Agreed What album were you going to recommend
2: The new Destroyer album
1: Yeah that's probably what I would have guessed I'm enjoying that one
2: It's good Yeah, It's got this song right in the middle of it Called The Raven Mm -hmm. That fucking kicks ass (laughs) it's like the harley quinn of that album
1: she, the Raven. she eh? does kick ass you know alan
0: parsons project has a song called the raven and it's sung by a robot
2: nice a science experiment you say
0: what it's the alan parsons project <laughs>
2: A science experiment gone wrong. How oh, interesting! <laughs>
0: oh yeah, tell me more, <laughs> Colin. Tell me more.
1: Okay, so nutty professor, uh, the, the years 1996. Yeah, I'm seven years old.
2: Everybody get a- up!
1: <laughs> I go to my. <laughs> I go to a friend's house who I was friends with for. V- a very short amount of time I think it was in second grade I think his name was Zach I remember his dad Yeah, like, Zach Attack yeah, I remember his dad had a, like, a cool like Muscle car Of
0: course Yeah,
1: he's, he's totally like Ethan Hawk and Boyhead Vibes <laughs> um, Nice Anyways, so we sit down And we watch this movie called The Nutty Professor I don't really remember how much I enjoyed it I, I'm sure I liked it I was I was a kid watching fart jokes like what's not to like and uh, I believe it was my introduction to Eddie Murphy which was a little strange because you know he doesn't look like Eddie Murphy for like the whole movie and so when he gets thin I'm just like who's this thin guy I was heading I was hanging out with Eddie Murphy the whole time but uh yeah
0: i was just gonna say i think it's interesting that our generation grew up on eddie murphy the family entertainer whereas the previous generation grew up on eddie murphy as the raw edgy comedian yeah this is like the next step
1: yeah i definitely feel like this is his transitional movie from doing comedy basically only aimed at adults uh And then, yeah, in the late 90s, early 2000s, starting to do, like, Shrek and Daddy Daycare and Dr. Doolittle and, you know, lots of D movies. Pluto (laughs) Nash. Pluto Nash. Yeah, just lots of silly stuff, which... uh, Not all of was great. And, I mean, he still did some movies that weren't for kids, like... I don't know showtime i guess or i spy but uh
2: showtime life now that's a movie i haven't thought about in a long
1: time (laughs) yeah i don't think anyone has um but anyways I, i feel like at the time also this movie just from reading reviews seemed to be kind of a I don't know a comeback movie for Eddie Murphy since the early '90s. Saw him doing a bunch of movies that weren't like big hits or anything, like Vampire in Brooklyn and Boomerang or whatever other movies came out. The Distinguished I haven't Gentleman. Heard of either of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the
2: Distinguished this, Gentleman.
1: I th- I feel like I watched part of it in a like high school government class. <laughs> I think it was okay.
2: Is it Zach about in Eddie that Murphy? Class?
1: No, Zach was long gone from back my life of the, by the Back
0: in the room, throwing paper airplanes around.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Is it about Eddie Murphy pretending to be a distinguished gentleman, even though he's an actually unscrupulous character?
1: Um, I'm trying to look it up now. Also, side note, I love that Eddie Murphy's discography as a musician is listed before his filmography on <laughs> Wikipedia.
2: Well,
0: what's D comes up before with F, and the alphabet.
1: you. Oh I'm yeah. Boss, man. I forgot about that. Song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson introduced me to that song. Where the the music video is a 90s screensaver. Yes,
1: was up featuring <laughs> Michael so Jackson. That is a surprisingly great song. Okay. The Distinguished Gentleman. Uh, I, I can't read this whole thing.
2: Is he just a... Just tell me. Is he a not fancy man pretending to be a fancy man?
1: It sounds like it. He's a Florida con man. Named- Why
2: are so many of his movies that? <laughs>
1: What other movies are Trading
2: Places? Is that Beverly Hills Cop? Is that to some extent? The Nutty Professor is also like a a, assuming an identity movie.
1: Yeah. Mulan
2: is fully about that. He's—I mean, not his character, but I mean, Shrek's even about that a little bit. Is every Eddie Murphy movie about trying to be something you're not, but you really are deep down? Maybe
0: maybe that's how he picks his projects
2: <laughs> I haven't seen the Dolomite movie yet Is that what that's about?
1: Basically
0: Yeah, pretty much It's
1: about <laughs> a guy who's not a movie star Trying to be a movie star
0: He also tries to be a musician and a comedian
1: Yeah wow. Just
2: like Eddie Murphy <laughs> oh, Yeah
1: Um so anyways, re-watching this movie, it definitely brought me back <laughs> to my childhood. For For one, because I hadn't seen it since then, but also because it seems to inhabit this very specific time in mainstream comedy movies where it's like there's these PG-13 comedies that felt definitely aimed towards adults and kids. And it wasn't clear, like, who it was for specifically in those groups. It was just, like, right in the middle. Like, it has this very, like, jaunty score. <laughs> and, like... It's very beautiful. There's nothing, like, super sexually explicit. it. I mean, there is implied sex. Very implied sex at one point. But I just think of this... Like in the same vein as a lot of Jim Carrey movies, which it's not surprising that the director, Tom Shadrach, directed Liar Liar, which feels very totally similar. I I think he directed, like, Patch Adams too. I think of, like, Adam Sandler movies also around this time. They all have that sort of, like, they're a little edgy, but not too edgy (laughs) kind of comedies. And then I feel like in the, like, mid to late 2000s comedies turned to being hard R I guess because of the Judd Apatow movies
2: and Wedding Crashers
1: and yeah Wedding Crashers I remember that was
2: the whole critical narrative around Wedding Crashers it was like check it out R rated comedy is back Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah and then Judd Apatow's like let's do that but let's also just like let's not do a script let's just make it <laughs>
0: I feel like that classic era of those goofy guy comedies died when Tom Shadak retired. You guys know about like what happened <laughs> to him? Killed it. Uh-huh. I I
1: have read a little bit about, uh, yeah, what happened to him. <laughs> he
0: had like a yeah he had like a really bad bike accident, and he was always into like extreme sports and stuff, and he gave him these like horrible horrible headaches, and he had to, like sleep in a closet for like ye- like a year or something, like really mm-hmm. terrible problems, and then. He, like, decided to, like, sell his mansion. He lives in, like, a trailer park now, and he's, the, you know, very env- like, an environmentalist kind of guy. Um, he seems like a really nice guy. But, yeah, his last movie was uh, was Evan Almighty, and then he's like, I'm pretty much done. Mm. So that's the day that comedy died. <laughs> well, you that, say... that, that's, that's when we moved on to, like, slacker comedy. Yeah.
2: Did you, did you say Bruce Almighty or Evan Almighty?
0: He Well, he did both, but Evan Almighty... Um, was his last like comedy that he did i think he's yeah. worked on some documentaries and, yeah and he also yeah patch adams liar liar you know what i didn't know a lot of these movies a lot of these movies are either written or co-written by steve odekirk the thumb wars guy <laughs> that's funny no, that they were uh sounds know, about right they were collaborators so yeah steve steve odekirk has his thumbprints all over this one <laughs>
2: He's the Kung Pao Enter the Fist. He guy, is. Right?
0: Apparently, they're doing a new one. it's been in production <laughs> for like six years. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> like you, you, like you can look on his Wikipedia. It's like he's working on another one. They started working on like 2015. Who wants to see like 63 year old Steve Odekirk do Kung Pao? I, I wonder. if it has a title even. So he did Kung Pao Enter the Fist, and the one's called Kung Pao Tongue of Fury. A sequel is currently in the works as of July 23rd, too. Oh,
2: cool. So I bet there's going to be a lot of scenes where they have one of the female characters be like,
0: wah, 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 wah,
2: instead of like doing dialogue. And everyone's like, ha, 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 ha. that's hilarious.
0: Oh my god, I'm laughing already. Laughing straight to the bank. <laughs> he is, too. Alright. That's a little Tom Shadak, Steve O'Kirk. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. And we're back! What were we talking about?
1: Uh, you know, just the nutty professor. Uh, should we just go through the plot?
0: Yeah, sure. It's a good plot.
1: Oh, yeah, one of the best.
0: This movie definitely opens like, yeah, like a, a 90s family comedy would. It gives me, like, total Mrs. Doubtfire vibes with, like, the choice of music and just how... Like this is an era where comedies looked so good, you know. Like they're so high budget; everything looks really nice. I see the budget here is fifty-four million dollars—pretty good for a comedy. And uh, it opens with uh, Sherman Sherman Clump, played by Eddie Murphy, getting ready, and we get uh, a little bit of the Richard Simmons character, also played by Eddie Murphy, on the TV. Mm -hmm. What was that guy's name? Uh, Lance Perkins, uh, I believe, Macho Man. Is Macho Man playing?
1: I think it Macho is. Macho Man is a recurring theme. I think theme Macho Man movie. opens and closes the film.
0: Let's go through, like, as we go through the plot, let's go through all of Eddie Murphy's characters. So Lance Perkins is a Richard Simmons-esque character that Eddie Murphy plays, only seen on TV. How do you guys feel about Lance Perkins?
2: I feel, I mean, first of all, it's hilarious because he doesn't look like a human being. Because <laughs> I
0: think he looks okay. Like, compared to White Chicks, way better.
2: I, I mean, they have the advantage of most of the time you see him on a TV. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like he, he's two screens deep where, <laughs> when you're watching it. And that fuzziness helps. yeah um, But I, I feel like Lance Perkins is a missed opportunity because they play it pretty straight. He's mm-hmm. mostly just like working out and inspiring people to lose weight, like what Richard Simmons actually does. And there, I don't, if there's a satire to this, I I just wasn't picking up on it. It just seemed like he was just doing Richard Simmons.
0: Yeah, there's no angle to it. He's just like, come on, come on, I'm a pony, I'm a pony. Like this is all stuff Richard Simmons would probably say. Like mm-hmm. you're just playing Richard Simmons. Why didn't you just get Richard Simmons to do this? It kind of seems like at the last minute, Eddie Murphy's just like, I want to play another character. Let's <laughs> let's throw this in. I'll get in a you know in a, in a gym and I'll just. I'll improvise and we'll just shoot it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe they tried
1: to get Richard Simmons and they couldn't. So Eddie Murphy just played him. He's
0: busy man. Of course,
2: Eddie Murphy's no stranger to whiteface. He's been doing it since uh, the "White Like Me" sketch on SNL. So I, I don't even think they tried to get Richard Simmons. I think he's like, (laughs) I can do this. I know how to do it. Mm,
1: Perhaps, probably.
0: Do we want to talk about Sherman Clump, or do we want to get a little further in the story before we start talking about Sherman? I
2: think we need to take a step back and say, hey, this is a remake of a 1963 movie, (laughs) and that itself is an adaptation of fucking Jekyll and Hyde.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, noted.
2: Did you want to add something to that? Those are
1: things that are true.
0: <laughs> so
2: my understanding of the original film is that it is uh c- a closer to I guess it's the same dynamic as this where he's he's unlocks his libido by taking some sort of serum but it's not at all a a weight loss thing right he's he just goes from goofy looking to handsome right
0: turns into Dean Martin essentially
2: Literally turns into Dean Martin. I said essentially. I didn't say literally. No, it doesn't turn into Dean Martin.
0: It's still Jerry Lewis. His name is still Buddy Love.
2: Also, Buddy Love is still, but it's not Clump. He's
1: not.
0: It's. I think it's like kelp.
1: (laughs) But Clump just sounded fatter, so they went fat. It sounded fatter.
2: (laughs) It it does sound (laughs) fatter.
0: I'm very interested in talking about the uh, the fat jokes in this movie. So that will be an interesting a
1: lot conversation of them. When we get
2: there. Well, so I mean, that's that's kind of where I was going with this is the the big element, the big <laughs> change that they did was, I guess, they were like, "We, there's no way we can convincingly make Eddie Murphy look like a geek," but <laughs> we could bury him in a fat suit and make him disappear to the point that you can't even tell it's Eddie Murphy piloting this mech that <laughs> is Sherman Klump. <laughs> um, was, was this at all inspired by, you know, uh, there was sort of a like health craze in the 90s? It's, it seems like it was the first time in American history we were talking about like cutting calories and getting regular exercise. Or, or was it, like, what I was suggesting? They just they couldn't do a direct remake, so, like, let's do funny fat suits.
0: I really wish there was more on the genesis of this project, because yeah. I, definitely, I definitely feel the vibe, whether or not this is true or not, that Eddie Murphy's like, I want to play a character with a bunch of makeup. I've done it on SNL. I've done it on Coming to America. I want to do something more extreme. And then, like, just telling that to his agent, and then them, like, throwing shit together. <laughs> You know, it's hard for me to believe that, like, there was some, like, Steve Odekirk was out there, you know, writing this. And then who would be good for this? Who, who could do this? Do you think Jim Carrey could do this? Like, <laughs> uh, it really seems like uh, Eddie Murphy was, like, the driving force of this project, though I can't find anything to confirm that. I I, I think it's just him hiding an excuse to uh, to go through a transformation because that's what interests him as a performer.
2: Okay. But so I think, do you f-
0: I think he did a little bit of a stale period in the early 90s just briefly so maybe he was looking for something kind of different to uh to really show off his chops maybe that's just okay yes
2: so that that ties into my follow-up question which is do you think once they got the first fat suit they're like okay so we're gonna have you play the entire family um like, was that always the plan, or did they... I don't think so. I feel together? like
0: that was something he wanted to do, he wanted to try, and then they wanted to cut from the movie, because... And we'll talk about that that eating scene, because uh, it just kind of goes for a while. No, I think he was definitely like, no, I need to play all these characters, even though it's going to cost us a lot more money, and it's going to take a lot more time. I mean... Even if he'd hit a bit of a stale period, he was still like the biggest, probably the biggest black actor at the time in Hollywood. So I think he could make um, demands and, and they'd listen because, you know, he's got a proven track record for the most part.
1: And I do wonder if it felt like a bit more of a sweet spot for him just because it was like it, it has more of a sketch feel to it, I think, than his other movies where he's playing a little more straight. Or at least at that time.
0: Yeah. Alright, yeah, so let's go through the movie. So Sherman Klump, he's getting ready to uh, go teach. He's a professor at a college. Uh, He shows up and, oh no, the college is overrun with guinea pigs. This was pretty funny, you guys. Not gonna lie. They're, they're, They're like in people's sandwiches and running across the street. And they're pissing off the dean, who's Larry Miller from uh, like a bunch of Christopher Guest stuff. He plays classic yeah. douchebag. I feel like I've definitely seen him in this role several times. He's, he's
2: all the '90s authoritative <laughs> douchebags. If you're thinking, he of me a bald of, white of, uh, what's that other actor
0: Kurt Fuller? Is that his name? You know, from like Wayne's World and That's My Bush. There's, there's, there's other actors of, of this type from the 90s. They're all bald. Oh,
2: yeah, that guy. Sure, sure, sure. sure, sure.
0: <laughs> if you were a bald guy in the 90s, this was a niche for you. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's mad. He's super pissed at Klump because we find out that uh, Klump was testing on these guinea pigs in his lab, and the reason they all got out is there is a button on the wall, and then as he was closing up for the night, his huge gut just hit the button, and they all escaped. So, it's not even just like that he's incompetent. He's just so fat. Yeah. S- Still,
2: the number of hamsters we saw just doesn't seem oh to line God. up with the number of cages <laughs> that are in that laboratory. Are
0: they hamsters? They are hamsters. I said guinea pigs cuz I assumed guinea pigs experiment. I guess they are hamsters.
2: He's got well, I, know, uh, I, I it's confusing cuz there's there's the line where they where he's talking with the dean where he's like I hate these guinea pigs. He's like, well, actually,
0: they're hamsters. I would assume guinea pigs because, you know, you're like, oh, I'm a human guinea pig. Like, are you, you know, I just put two and two together that you only experiment on guinea pigs, apparently. <laughs> yeah, they were hamsters. Uh, Sherman is working on, is testing on the hamsters. He's working on some sort of uh, DNA experiment that will. I guess like reconfigure your dna to make you thin they don't really go into the science of it but it's pretty groundbreaking Mm -hmm. he's even got a a little friend fat hamster that's a puppet or an animatronic or something that he's gonna test it on so uh that is all fun this is all this is just fun and games man this part of the movie fun and games there's that part where the dean's yelling at him and then a hamster fall poops in his coffee and he drinks it, and I'm like, oh, dude, he didn't even know. But then the hamster falls in his coffee, so it's like, oh, now he knows. <laughs> and then it's just, like, nonstop jokes. Because then he, like, he's, he's teaching his class, right? And uh-huh. again, he's so fat that as he's writing down the equations on the blackboard, he's wiping them off with his gut.
2: And then yeah, the yeah, college it's... bell goes off. The college bell. <laughs> class dismissed. <laughs>
0: Everyone everyone goes to class at the same time Yeah, and, okay uh, I'm
2: glad you pointed that <laughs> out I thought that was super weird But I didn't go to a university for college So I didn't know if that was Something at bigger schools That's weird, right? It's like a high school class
0: They just Where's need that? a way to, to end the scene <laughs> <laughs> And this introduces us to uh, Carla Purdy Who's Jada Pinkett and, yeah, and She's, she's uh, pretty Yeah, she's pretty that's, That's why her name's Purdy And you'd think she's smart But she makes some questionable uh, decisions later In terms of uh, Well we'll get into it
2: Yeah so what Is she She's a grad
0: student in the same department Yes and she said that she's a fan of his work And that she's read everything he's he's done
2: But she seems to have no awareness of his work For the rest of the movie <laughs>
0: Also, want to point out for some reason, I he, they know he's, he's specifically he's thirty five. I would have felt felt he was way older. How old they're, is Eddie Eddie Murphy? They're
2: really stressing that he's thirty five.
1: Mm. I mean, Eddie Murphy got big. Oh, wow, he was exactly
0: thirty five. I mean, old. he was
1: eighteen when he was on the the first season of SNL. He was on. So.
0: Because the character looks so much older. I, I don't
1: know. Yeah maybe it's that hair. I guess that's
0: all. Well, it's all the makeup too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all the inhuman makeup. No, no, no. I like the makeup and we'll talk about the makeup. Um, we're
2: going to have to talk. Can I do a John's goofs?
0: <laughs> oh, you can do a John's goofs. It's, uh, but it's just, uh it's just sure. it's it's
2: Sean Sean doing a Yeah, cuz I have a, a new segment complaint. at the end
0: of the show, Sean. I have a new segment. so You can do Sean's goofs. No, this all season, right. this season it's Sean's goofs cuz <laughs> I have a new segment. <laughs> All
2: right. I'll, I'll spring it on you guys when the time is
0: right. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, let's see. Sherman uh, meets Jada Pinkett. Oh, uh, he yeah, spills like,
2: the marbles all over the place. He's uh, like, oh, yeah. oh it's,
0: yeah, I love The kids love it or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, they kind of marbles. One, two, three. Pretty funny, you guys. I, uh, I'm trying to remember. I, I know we asked her out at a date, but that's a little later. I guess we don't have to go scene by scene. I, no, I no,
2: it's it's a weird move. So he goes back. So I mean, we got to talk about it. He, he after this debacle, he goes and has dinner with his family, and that's where we meet the clumps.
0: Oh, um, the clumps! Oh my gosh! The, there's this scene is so good. This this scene alone made a sequel to this movie.
2: <laughs> they really throw you in the deep end. We're not that many minutes into the film. Oh, yeah, we've already seen someone drink poop
0: yeah we're thrown into a sequence that feels like it's 20 minutes long it's uh, so
2: long it, <laughs> it's if it's not 20 minutes long it, it John is right it feels exactly like it's 20 minutes long
0: it's like an episode of a sitcom the the, the the movie takes a break to go become a sitcom for a brief period where Eddie Murphy is playing every member of the clumps he's playing the cletus the dad and the mom and the grandma and his uh his character's brother i even heard that um they wanted eddie murphy to play the nephew by digitally putting his face (laughs) onto the actor's body but it just did not work (laughs) that's a shame because that sounds really weird i would have loved to see that and this is a weird rambling conversation it does kind of have a point like Sherman is is taking the skin off of his chicken. He's trying to eat healthy. He's trying to make some changes. And uh, Cletus is, you know, is criticizing him and, and saying, like, people can be all sorts of different shapes and sizes. And then, like, people that have lost weight, like Oprah, how her head looks weird now. Or, like, how Luther Vandross used to be the black Pavarotti, and now he looks weird. But it's mainly just Cletus, like, going back and forth with the grandma. You know, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go. And then the mom just like fawning over the, the the nephew Like oh look at him Oh little Hercules And of course the Hercules Hercules line I think that's on the AFI top 100 quotes <laughs> it's
1: just Hercules Hercules
0: I don't really understand this brother character It's kind of like we just need Eddie Murphy to play another character He's
1: just a weird guy
0: some weird gruff like he's, he's younger kinda, version of he's Cletus He's kind of my
1: favorite out of the Clumps Because I'm just like what is this guy's deal
0: He's just kind of a creep What does that guy do for a living
1: Yeah just a weirdo
0: Because I imagine Cletus And based off what I remember from the Clumps like is, a, is like a lifer at some sort of like factory Or like a very physical job And you know obviously Sherman's a professor What's his, what's his brother doing What's his hustle He's up to something He's got like a chain He's, he's raising his son so he's got that to be proud of. But yeah, he's just, he's just there. And of course, I think the thing that everyone remembers about this scene is I don't even remember what starts it, but Cletus feels the need to start farting a bunch.
1: I think In they're talking the about their co- their colons, and he's like, "I'll show you a colon cleanse That's right moving. here." <laughs> he does yeah. like
0: the move with the the shoulder, the leg, like
1: yeah. lifts his it's- butt cheek up. <laughs> I'd have to say Presses it's the funniest it
0: fart acting I've seen in my entire life, <laughs> and in my memory, it goes off for like ten minutes. <laughs> even
1: though I don't think it's that long,
0: And I, I think the reason we would talk about how the scene feels long it's because of the fact that Eddie Murphy plays all these characters separately. They're not like really interacting with each other they're all just kind of like riffing and then some poor editor had to try to <laughs> assemble this into something comprehensible <laughs> they like they talk over each other they're not quite like this definitely this could not have been scripted right like
1: it's hard to say i mean it's be, I mean, been somewhat scripted it doesn't feel completely incoherent yeah but i mean every side of incoherent. the
2: table must be a like 18-hour setup like that was probably a a two-week shoot to make that whole scene happen they must have scripted a lot of it it's just they're like we'll we'll talk about old-fashioned values and farts (laughs) i think for me this is when i'm like oh this movie is exhausting (laughs) uh and and if, spoiler, it doesn't. It never stops being exhausting <laughs> after this point. It, um, I, Buddy love just makes it that much worse for me. You
0: know, I'm so mixed on the clump scene because yeah, I, it's too long. Um, a little bit of the clumps goes a long way, but I do like the performances for the most part, and I am impressed by how they do feel like different characters. I think the one that impresses me the most is the mother. Like, that really doesn't feel like Eddie Murphy to me. She seems so sweet. She has that great scene with Sherman after dinner where, she, you know, she's like, oh, you're beautiful. You're my baby. And give him a kiss. It's like a really nice, sweet scene. Like, he, they, he's got a lot of range of these characters. And the makeup is amazing. Like, it won an Oscar. And, yeah, like, it's some of the best fat makeup I've ever seen. I don't know. Fat Bastard's pretty good, too.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Dude, can you imagine a fat bastard had started in the Nutty Professor?
1: <laughs> i surprised there wasn't a crossover <laughs> at some point.
2: <laughs> I, I think you're hitting on one of the saving graces of this movie, though, um, which is that as crass as it is, it's not mean spirited towards its overweight characters, um, which I think is probably a problem that like Norbit has I, like I maybe it's just a fluke that this one pl- doesn't play that way but I, it, it genuinely makes you sympathetic for Sherman um, like like John said I think you have to like uh, both of Sherman's parents uh, I'm really glad that they're involved in the final scene of the
0: movie <laughs> dude that line where he's like somebody better call the exorcist I definitely remember that from the trailer <laughs> Or at least one of the um, commercials.
2: But I think when you're when you're designing that sort of costume, you you do run into the potential of doing, the, you know, the fat bastard thing. Like we're just gonna make this like irredeemable eating machine, uh, <laughs> and, and just be like horribly insensitive to overweight people and. They don't do this here at all
1: i mean the movie wouldn't work if it was that way because the whole plot is that the thin fit guy is is the bad guy so yeah yeah you gotta make him sympathetic but
2: i'm just so glad that that's what they did because i i could imagine them very easily doing a like isn't that what norbit is like yeah. she's fat and terrible and yeah yeah hates yeah her.
0: No, she's the worst. I watched some Norbit clips a couple days ago. It's funny, she goes on a water slide and then she like flies like a hundred feet into some other pool and all the water goes out of it. It's empty. All the people so, fly so, out of it.
2: Isn't that a gag from Hallowshall? <laughs> from Hallow <laughs> Shallow Out. <Halo Shallow>.
0: Hal. <laughs> Sounds
1: like a He's... classic
2: British novel. <laughs> He's
1: so hollow Oh, dude, I should pick Shallow Hell for next week. Yeah, Fat Month, <laughs> Fatuary.
0: I'll pick it at some point. I've seen it so many times. I don't even have to watch it again. Know that movie pretty well. What were we saying about Shallow Hell?
2: Doesn't Shallow Hell doesn't doesn't that isn't that the original? Oh, the fat lady jumps in the pool and all the water goes out.
0: Yeah, yeah. They be, they got they beat Norbit to the punch on that one. They beat Norbert to the pool.
2: Um, So anyway, uh, Sherman, after uh, this pep talk from his family, makes the very bold move to go directly to Carla's house. Again, they just had a brief meeting earlier that day, and he rings her doorbell and asks her out. But she's, like, charmed by it. I don't know if she thinks it's a romantic date, but she does accept to go on a date with Sherman. Uh, So at the end of the week, they're going to go to... A uh, comedy club called The Scream.
0: Oh yeah, right. hell yeah, The Scream. Which, Wait, does this happen first, or does the workout thing happen first? So,
2: so that's what inspires Sherman uh, to start working out because he's okay. got he's got like four days to get fit for his big date.
0: <laughs> workout montage.
2: It's a great, it's a full-on like Rocky montage, complete with him running up the steps and doing punches. <laughs>
0: I think this might be my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> there is two gags in particular, and I can't tell—like, are these mean? Or are these like... No, this is this is a silly movie. This works. I bet you guys can guess my two favorite gags. I mean, there's only so many scenes in here. I'll just tell you. Um, <laughs> we see a ripped man uh, pumping iron and on a, sitting on a bench, and then the camera pants to the right and. Um, sherman is eating a stickers bar <laughs> in the similar fashion like he's flexing while eating a king size stickers bar love he brought it. to the gym with him i love it so much and then my other favorite part of the montage is people jumping on these little uh trampolines and sherman's just standing completely still because he's broken through his and he's just staring down i love that shot i think i find it very funny But like it's kind of a nice scene too Because like Sherman starts to get good at it And like all the people in his class are like Yeah you can do it And he's feeling good about himself And he should feel good about himself Like you gotta love Sherman Like no matter how you feel about all the rest of the clumps Or buddy or whatever Sherman is super lovable and nice And He slays it in this montage (laughs) Sherman clump is my favorite actor
2: (laughs) (laughs) So he's feeling good about himself. Uh, He's he mastered that aerobics class and jogging up the stairs and all that stuff. And he goes on his date with Carla, and you know it's going fairly well.
0: There's like some awkward moments, right? This is a hip club, though, right? It has Montel Jordan performing live (laughs) in the club. He's doing this. Is how we do it.
1: Uh, Such a delightfully '90s movie. (laughs)
0: And it's like, this was a relatively recent song when yeah. this movie came out. I oh, love it. And he's like playing later. Until he's doing a full set, mm-hmm. full Montel Jordan concert going on in this club. I just wanted to point that out because I thought it was funny that he's in the movie.
1: Yeah, but he's also opening for Dave Chappelle, I guess. <laughs> he's <laughs> like a he's, mix of music and comedy. But, uh... He's
0: opening for Reggie Warrington. Let's talk about Reggie. What's Reggie's deal?
1: Apparently he, he, does, uh... he doesn't have any material He just goes up there and starts <laughs> Harassing the audience I guess that's what Don Rickles did But he's, he seems Way less inventive He's got a big hat too Oh, and he, I, I mean
2: there's some like, like Todd Berry does this right just yeah. like, It's just like full crowd work
1: Although he, he does always Start his sets off strong with his surefire (laughs) women be shopping (laughs) women be shopping
0: i'm gonna look up some reggie warrington jokes (laughs) just get some uh
2: it's you know it's really the second reggie warrington scene that i
0: that's got the memorable enjoy
2: yeah the first one he's just real real mean to sherman uh, yeah, it's kind of heartbreaking Sherman sees that he's working his way towards him And he's he knows he's going to be the target of some jokes So he tries to get up and get out of there But that just makes him a bigger target For the wrath of Reggie Warrington
0: Do you guys want me to do uh, some of Reggie's jokes In a dry monotone? Yes, Okay. I do This is, uh, this is from the date scene Oh, look at this. He's with a woman, too. Oh, no. Who's sucking whose titties over here? Last time he got a breast, it was in a bucket of KFC. Extra crispy. That doesn't make any sense. Every time he goes to SeaWorld, they tame him. He must be on that new diet. Slim, slow. He go outside with a red shirt on. All the kids in the neighborhood shout, hey, Kool-Aid. Yeah, man. I bet I cut his fat ass open. He'll bleed chocolate milk. What would you do for a Klondike bar? Now we know what's been eating Gilbert Grape, don't we? of <laughs> all over the place It's kind of a mess
2: That feel I wonder was Dave Chappelle Improving
0: Now I read that his scene later With um, with Eddie Murphy as Buddy Love Was imp- improvised so I wouldn't be surprised If this was improvised too hmm. Like do you think Steve Odekirk sat down And wrote all these jokes No probably not
2: Cause, cause some of them are just like Like Barely references, like it's only the the vaguest semblance of a joke.
0: Anyway, it's sad. Is this around the time where uh, Sherman has his dream sequence? I think
2: so, right? Doesn't he?
0: Doesn't he go home and the 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 giant, you know, the Godzilla? Yeah,
1: it's definitely the most. Memorable one. uh, Does he have the one earlier where he's like, I guess that's when he's watching TV. He thinks about uh, like making out with Carla on the beach, a la. Oh yeah. uh, From here to eternity. Then he like he's so fat that he like crushes her into the sand and then she disappears. I think that's what. (laughs) That
2: was so scary to shoot because it looks like they practically. Made her disappear into the sand. It's intense. I wonder how old Jada Pinkett is at this.
0: Oh yeah. Do you think she's younger than Eddie Murphy?
2: Oh, she's definitely younger. So she's born in seventy-one. So this is ninety-six. So she's twenty-five. Wow. Ten years younger than him.
0: Wow! 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 Uh, But yeah, um, he's sad. He's feeling terrible. There's. uh, He has a nightmare sequence where. Yeah.
2: Well, but he also eats all the food.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he has that bitch scene. He's like crying, eating eating ice cream.
2: Ice cream and Snickers bars and donuts. And just like, he's just gorging himself. It's so sad. He's so defeated. All that work, all those four days of diet and exercise (laughs) down the drain.
0: And then the nightmare. Where, I don't really remember. Uh, He's like having surgery, right? Or something. How does he become big? He starts getting big. Yeah,
1: I feel like he just balloons up.
0: Yeah, and then he's just giant, like Godzilla in a in a sweatsuit. You know. Walking through the city. Uh, does he eat some people? That seems dark. He doesn't eat people, right? No. Okay, good.
1: Oh no, he eats
0: he eats he grabs. he reaches his giant hand into someone's apartment and yeah, uh, like like in King Kong, and then tears off a little turkey leg from their turkey yeah. dinner.
2: <laughs> to me, that's the great gag of this whole segment. It's is, a nice it's, it's, a, it's it's Jada Pinkett's. It's it's in her, it's her apartment. He reaches oh. in. You think he's gonna grab her, but he grabs the leg <laughs> off of her full turkey that I guess she had on the table.
0: And then, like, his stomach starts going like, Ooh, oh, oh. and you think he's gonna blow up, but oh no, he's gonna blow out. <laughs> uh huh. And I feel like his dad there too In the dream
1: He's like, probably just oh, making jokes Yeah I feel like he blows his Fart and then his dad's like Oh you're doing me proud son <laughs> Cause his dad just then, loves farts So much
0: Some nearby guy is uh, Is like lighting a, a Cigarette mm-hmm. <laughs> A huge yeah <laughs>
2: I love that little detail, too. Because we all know how, you know, sometimes in dreams the camera just goes away from you and films someone else. <laughs> yeah, I love how uh. my dreams
0: cut away to other characters. <laughs> but this
2: the detail of the, like, homeless guy getting blasted with this giant fart and deciding to light a cigar blows up the city. And that's um, the worst looking effect in the whole film. The, uh... Mushroom cloud explosion That comes when he lights That massive fart on fire Just it really Dates the movie even more than the CG hamsters we saw early on I think it's 96 you know Not that far from The first Jurassic Park Phantom Menace hadn't even come out yet People shouldn't be doing Anything with computers and they were doing this <laughs>
0: Okay, and then after this nightmare, Sherman decides he's gonna have to try the uh, the serum on himself. He's fed up with being fat.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, He
0: he he tries the blue juice, Uh and uh, and it transforms him into Buddy Love. Yeah, Uh, which is Eddie Murphy, uh, I guess playing himself, but he's an asshole. (laughs) And I'll get I got some. I'm gonna do a deep dive on Buddy Love after we talk about the movie. It was funny reading about this movie. How Eddie Murphy said he had to get in the best physical shape of his life to play Buddy Love, (laughs) because you know you had to have that transformation where he he looks super fit now that he's Mm -hmm. uh, he's not fat, and uh, he gets his own montage of uh, you know just he goes he tries on spandex. That's a that's a big thing, definitely in the trailer. Uh, There's that weird alternate poster where he's wearing spandex. Have you seen the? You, of course, you've seen it. it's on the Wikipedia, the alternate poster to the Dunny Professor.
1: Yeah, where he's looking where in the mirror. Uh,
0: yeah, Sherman Clump is looking in the mirror, and on the other side is uh, Buddy Love And tight ass spandex. And so he gets spandex, and he goes to the aerobics class, but it's like way more perverted and horny. And that's at this point, it's like, God, I hate this character so much. <laughs> he's a gross pervert. And he's just running around saying, isn't it great to be thin? He's, like, in the park eating a bunch of burgers. He's just being annoying. What was the origin of the name? Does anyone remember uh, the origin of Buddy Love?
2: Later on, when he has to uh, introduce himself to Carla, someone, I think a security guard's like, hey, Buddy, what are you doing? He's like, that's my name, Buddy.
1: <laughs> and then he, like, her around on a date or something. And because he's all about love, I guess he just says, buddy love.
0: This is really where I question the character of Carla. She seemed fairly smart and sensitive. What does she see in buddy love? <laughs> he's clearly an asshole. He's clearly the worst person in the world. He's fucking hot. He's hot. I, yeah, he's hot. Okay. I guess that's all it takes <laughs> sometimes.
2: I think it shows how smitten she is with... Uh, with Sherman, that like, because because we hear that from Buddy that mm. like he's Sherman's good friend and Sherman yeah. wants them to get together. So she trusts Sherman so much, she's willing to date this guy.
0: That's interesting. She likes the Sherman deep within.
2: Yeah, I, I, later on, doesn't she say she could see something in his eyes? She she can tell deep down he's a caring <laughs> soul.
0: Sherman's in the sunken place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's it, right? What else could it be? Yeah. I don't like that at all. This makes, this is a horror movie. Yeah, this is Jekyll and Hyde.
2: It is. A, I mean, the ending of this movie is a nightmare. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they go back to the scream, uh, which Carla is definitely reluctant to do. But clearly, Buddy has a plan, and uh, Reggie's still still there doing his same shtick. Um. And Buddy is is laughing hysterically, almost mockingly, so loud at all of Reggie's jokes to the point where it definitely gets Reggie's attention. And Reggie starts riffing on him, but then Buddy starts riffing back and they kind of, in yo mama-like fashion, go back and forth insulting each other. I think, Sean, you mentioned earlier, yeah, this is the part that has the memorable lines. This is like, these are the lines that I remember from this movie, like... I don't know why I remember this line because it's not even like that funny, but like I I still remember your mama's so fat, her blood type is Rocky Road.
2: <laughs> your mama's so fat, her belt size is a Equator.
0: Yeah, so I guess your your mama's so fat jokes are just so good.
1: It's also like classic <laughs> schoolyard jokes when you're you know in elementary school age, even though you don't really. Get why you're making fun of someone's mama, but
0: yeah, you didn't hear a lot not. of kids like on the school playground saying, "I'm gonna cut your fat ass open so you bleed chocolate milk." <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> you might get in trouble for that with the recess <laughs> teacher.
0: Yeah, it's pretty dark. Uh, so yeah, they go they go back and forth, and then he starts insulting like Reggie's like appearance, like his teeth. And there's that part where Reggie wants to like fight him, and he takes off his hat, and he's got um, like a ridiculous haircut, <laughs> and then it just becomes like a fight. <laughs> <laughs> basically, but he takes him by the arm, and it's basically twisting his arm, and he's like moaning. Is that part where they sit down at the piano? To um, me,
2: that's the, that's to be the like the funniest <laughs> part because he smashes his face to his piano, and Dave Chappelle plays it like he's been. Fully, painfully knocked out. It looks like he's maybe killed Reggie. <laughs> yeah, the end, end of it. So
0: yeah, they're doing the you know, loving you's easy because you're beautiful. doo do do doo Squeeze his arm. Uh, yeah, and then he ends it with throwing Reggie into the piano. Which yeah, it seems like he's dead, right? <laughs> <laughs> he just goes limp, <laughs> and the 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 top of the piano closes. He he basically just threw him into his coffin. <laughs> Yeah. He's done. We'll never
2: see him again. Like the police should probably be here. This is yeah, that's not okay.
1: But how do you arrest a man who doesn't exist? <laughs> the perfect crime.
0: If this was like a straight up thriller, that would definitely be a line from the trailer. <laughs> how do you kick a man that doesn't exist? And Carla's totally won over by this, but uh oh, but he starts transforming I think it's the lip, right? The lip that bulges out.
2: Yeah. The big droopy lip. Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, he and he says
2: he is having an allergic reaction to her uh, lip balm or something.
0: Yes, so he has to read, rush back to the uh, the very expensive car that he bought with uh, mm-hmm. like some of Sherman's money that's meant for uh, you know college expenses. Is is a uh, Sherman's? Is this the scene with his nerdy friend too?
2: Yeah, his uh, grad student. Who uh, was the one who told him about the his belly opening all the cages earlier? Um, sees that Buddy Love tried to pay for everything with Sherman's credit card, so he's like chasing him down because he's like, why does he? Ha- why does this guy have Sherman's credit card? Um, and so he gets in the car, and that's when he sees the droopy lip, and he's like, "Whoa!"
0: There's some pretty fantastical effects work going on in this sequence with the with. <laughs> His body and all those parts of it becoming enlarged via CGI. What did you guys think of this sequence?
2: Pretty. It made me really sad.
0: (laughs) What do you mean it made you sad?
1: I thought it was pretty fun.
2: Sherman didn't deserve his night to end like this. The part where the firefighter's like, Yeah, we never had to use the jaws of life for a car that didn't crash. (laughs)
0: If I have just to make, brutal. if I have to, yeah, he's <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good, right? Uh, if I have to make one comment about the CGI, it's funny. Yeah, it doesn't really look, I guess, that good. But for some reason, in the way that it's used, and the fact that it's not supposed to be like realistic, I kind of like it. It's kind <laughs> of interesting. It's very like just like watching a cartoon. Like it's supposed to be ridiculous. Like, oh, look how big his lip is. Look uh, how big his feet are with this weird CGI stuff. So. I give more props to the uh, to the CGI too, all around the board, the the whole effects team, except for the exploding city part. Like they really nailed it. So I just wanted to, uh, yeah, like that, like that. It's weird, but I enjoyed it. It's like a cartoon. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It is sad that um, he's destroying Sherman's life. Every time Sherman reemerges, <laughs> his life is just like a mess. It kind of reminds me of like the Santa Claus where like. It's fun for the yeah. audience, but for everyone in the movie, it's probably like, look at this man destroy his life. He's trying to turn yeah. himself into Santa Claus.
2: <laughs> They're so worried about him.
0: <laughs> or it's like, look at Sherman. He's not showing up to class. His apartment is trashed.
2: Like the very uh, harrowing scene at the end of Mrs. Doubtfire when the judge is like, you're a psychopath who's been <laughs> a, a, systematically dismantling your wife's, your ex-wife's family. It's uh, it's brutal. Yeah, I guess I forgot about that whole aspect where uh, Dean Richmond's like setting up the 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 businessman meeting.
0: Oh, it's James Coburn as the businessman, <laughs> as Harlan Hartley. Yeah, that sounds like a rich guy. Some good names in this. Who's going to invest in some science? But Sherman's got to get his shit together. Yeah, I don't really care what happens after this. <laughs> I hate Buddy so much. <laughs> um, I, well, at some point, uh, Buddy uh, claims that all of Sherman's research is his. So that gets him invited yeah. to the alumni ball over Sherman.
2: It's a super bummer scene, too. Because he's, he's with the rich businessman and he's just like <laughs> signaling out all these people. He's like... She's got a fat butt. And he's a man with breasts and he's just like everyone's everyone's fat and then he's like picks up this like hot chick and she's like, but she's hot and science can make everybody hot. And James Coburn's like, This man's a genius
0: <laughs> <laughs> This guy's not very smart with his
1: money.
0: <laughs> he's getting him like ten million dollars. But I don't know. This guy's pretty pretty got a pretty good point, I guess. I guess yeah, I'm not thinking about the fact that this Harlan Hartley is probably just a big asshole.
2: It's it's weird because it's like I don't I don't like like watching Buddy take on Reggie is fun because we have a reason to dislike Reggie, but um, like yeah, the Dean's a jerk, and I don't care at all about random rich old white guy. But I don't care about Buddy making fun of people to them either and impressing them
0: i think you make a really good point on why buddy doesn't work it really reminds me of another movie like this the mask where the mask is funny not that it's that funny but the mask is funny because he's always taking on bad guys with his pranks but buddy love is just picking on the innocent people for the most part <laughs> he's a super villain <laughs> he's a bad guy and he has a lot of screen time to- he takes over the movie
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's funny because I would imagine Eddie Murphy would be least interested in playing this character because <laughs> he's not wearing hilarious makeup. Ugh. I imagine
2: it's just so much easier, you know. You can feel, you can probably do four buddy love scenes in the time it takes to do one Sherman Clump scene.
0: I'm sure there's some stuff that happens before the alumni ball, but I I can't remember. So
2: I think that's when. Um, so the Dean's like totally won over and he's like, I'm going to fire Sherman and hire Buddy Love in his place. And Buddy Love doesn't sleep with Carla, but he does sleep with the three ladies who he, he said are hot. Um, and so like the next morning, Carla finds out that this has happened, but Buddy has turned back into Sherman. So like the wrecked house and the, the three women from the orgy, are all with Sherman instead of Buddy? Isn't that sad?
0: It's very sad. Yeah, it's not fun to watch. <laughs> I just wasn't enjoying myself. I think back to when I was watching that workout montage. That's the best time. Mm-hmm. This this is the worst time. <laughs> this...
2: I mean, I guess that is the three act structure. It's supposed to be the <laughs> uh, low yeah, point here. Just
0: taking you for a ride, man. I'm feeling a lot of mercy <laughs> <in class laughs> <and then> professors.
1: <laughs>
2: Um, and I and so we find out sort of the big uh, reveal is the 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 buddy tape, right where he's he tells Sherman that he wants to take over and like make him drink a lot of the serum so that he can permanently be buddy.
0: Mm-hmm. right? Yep. And Sherman's like, I won't stand for this. I'm gonna get rid of all of it. Uh, and I'm going to get back to uh, to Stay in shape, losing weight But uh oh, he drinks one of his diet shakes And the, sh- the serum is now in one of the cans But he tricked guys, him
2: Guys, 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 guys there's a... Before we go too far We forgot that there's a second clumps dinner
0: Oh yeah, there's the one where, uh, where Carla's there
2: the... Yeah, Sherman brings Carla Because uh, the Fucking grad student's like, you can't take the serum You gotta win Carla over as Sherman and I don't remember anything I know there's that <laughs> dinner I don't remember where it is in the movie I just remember everyone's like oh, oh she's got child rearing hips like they just objectify her for the entire
0: dinner he's like I am paying for no wedding <laughs> <laughs> yeah this doesn't really seem like it needs to be
2: <laughs> but they went to so much trouble they got the whole family together again.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where it's not like you just, oh let's you know, let's shoot a couple extra scenes. It's like, no, you have to plan for like weeks and then shoot for like long 17 hour days to do these scenes. You don't just do these on the fly. So they really needed this. And yeah, I don't even remember if there's any good farts. I don't even remember any farts in this scene. And what are the clumps without farts? Pathetic. Pathetic. (laughs) Utter disappointment. Luckily, though, the clumps are funny when they show up at the alumni ball.
2: The alumni ball.
0: Which is the climax of the film.
2: The classic alumni ball.
0: Where uh, it seems like Buddy's plan is he's going to show them... That like uh, he's gonna let the potion wear off a little bit to show them, uh-huh. you know, uh, his body do weird things, <laughs> and then drink some more, and hopefully drink enough to where uh, Sherman is trapped in the sunken place <laughs> for all of time. But uh, Sherman fights back, and this and, is yeah, go ahead.
2: Well, and also the grad students there, and he's trying to stand up to Buddy as well. I'm trying to remember what the stakes were, because. Is it, is it just if he drinks it all, Sherman will be killed and he'll be buddy fully? Or is it, does he think if he drinks it all, he'll die regardless? Like, is he just trying to save Sherman or is there another health risk tied in with drinking that much serum?
0: Well, I think he's just trying to get rid of Sherman and he's so crazy that he doesn't really think about the re- any re- other repercussions. All right. That's what I got so,
2: so then yeah The nightmare
0: Sunken place battle <laughs> But uh Sherman's fighting back He's going Yes I can Which is a Little phrase He learned from Lance Perkins <laughs> And uh, We get to see Some pretty Spectacular CGI We see all the Fat in his body Go to his feet And it's going Like out to his gut And out to his butt And like Bouncing around Cleta says Somebody better Call the exorcist <laughs> <laughs> I love that the, the parents are there, too, because, like, it's so awkward at that point. It's like, we know Sherman was disinvited, but his parents are still there. I just <laughs> found that amusing. And there's some bit about, like, oh, the appetizers, I want a big-size meal. You know, it's like fat guy jokes. Uh, but this is, like, I love seeing the clumps in the real world. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get much of it. <laughs> I think that they work so much better when they're interacting with other people not just when it's just Eddie Murphy interacting with himself. <laughs> so that was fun. And
2: they're just doing running commentary for the entirety of this fight too. Oh yeah. It's 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 good.
0: And then I don't remember how Sherman I he's just he's got the strength within to overpower Buddy. I don't know if there's anything else to it. I hate movies like where it's just like, oh, and then he just eventually got this, the upper hand just cuz not for any particular reason. Right? Like there's no re- he just he just wins for some reason. Sherman wins cuz reasons. Mm,
1: it's cuz he had a I can't. It's cuz he had a good heart but not really. You don't think Sherman had a good heart? I mean, he did, but I don't know if that really was the scientific reason behind why he was able to overpower Buddy.
0: Yeah, well, he he does overpower him, and then he gets a very heartfelt speech. And uh, we learn that Harlan isn't an asshole, because he's like, this man is so sweet. I guess he just likes, likes the assholes, and he likes the sweethearts.
2: Plus, he knows that the science works, so... Yeah. What does he care? <laughs> yeah, he's,
0: he's probably... He's just thinking about dollar signs. He just <laughs> said that. That's all for appearances. And, uh, yeah, he does it, and he walks away all sad, And but Carla's like, oh, you know, you, I, I still like you. He's like, you know, I'll never be thin. And it's like, oh, well, it doesn't matter, and they... Have a nice moment, they share a little dance, and it ends on a freeze frame, which is a very 90s thing to do that I appreciated.
1: And then they play and, Macho uh, Man.
0: And then we get bloopers! Mm, mm,
1: mm,
0: mm, mm. These were great, but actually, they are okay. <laughs> They're fine. Yeah. The best blooper, in my opinion, if we're going to review the bloopers, <laughs> is the one where uh, it's after the, the, the crazy night with the women... When they're coming out of the bedroom and he's Sherman and he turns around and he goes, get back in there! I thought that was sort of funny. (laughs) Most of them are just like him as the grandma. being like, come on, creators come on, come on! And then like taking off the wig for some reason. I like
2: the bloopers where actors admit they're aware of like hitting their marks and just like the very specific artifice of filmmaking. (laughs) So there's like one in here where he's talking to the grad student and he's like, hey man, the camera... I'm not getting coverage if you're standing there, and I I love shit like that. I love seeing there's a Anchorman two blooper where Will Ferrell's walking down the street and he goes, "You know what?" and uh, and Paul Rudd's like, "What?" and he's like, "I'll tell you when I get to the mark," because he said his line too early, and it's just these little like I love those little like it's almost like a little behind the scenes.
0: Yeah, I love that too.
2: But it's a blooper too.
0: Good stuff, man. Uh, so you guys are going to watch The Clumps, the sequel? How interested are you in watching The Clumps? Colin, how interested are you in watching The Clumps? Mm,
1: a little, not a lot.
2: <laughs> I don't want to give John ammo knowing that he has the power of the pig. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just feel like it was pretty heavily panned, but I don't know. It's not like the first Daddy Professor got like rave reviews it just did like pretty well i guess with critics for how stupid it is i guess (laughs) it's so stupid
0: you know it's bizarre about the clumps i watched it once as as fox q13 saturday night movie of the week nice and i cannot for the life of me tell you what that movie's about (laughs) i feel like it's nothing but a bunch of like vignettes and like just random subplots like there's something to do with, like, I think he gets Buddy to split away from his body and Buddy's off on his own, causing mischief. But then there's, like, some... His two
2: souls? I
0: guess. But then there's, like, a subplot where there's, like, a fountain of youth thing, and there's a part where Cletus drinks it, so he's, like, a little younger
1: but still looks
0: ridiculous. <laughs> and he tries to, like, go to the bar and hit on women. Uh, there's but a scene he's where a married like... man. There's a scene where the grandma tries to seduce Buddy. Um oh but then the part i remember the most is for some reason sherman goes through something that makes he starts getting dumber and uh this leads to an amazing another dream sequence where sherman's watching tv uh and in the dream sequence it's a movie called the dumbest man in the world (laughs) and uh this is you guys got to find this clip later this is an amazing sequence so, it's it, it just, I guess it's a movie, though. It feels like a news report. There's like a, an anchor talk about how they've sent Sherman Clump into outer space because there's a meteor heading towards Earth, and for some reason he's the only person, even though he's the dumbest man in the world, uh, that can stop it. So, he's on the meteor, he's putting on um, a detonator, and he gets back into his rocket ship.
1: <laughs>
0: and he launches the rocket ship, but he gets... Um, He flies to the back of the ship uh, From the boost And he can't hit the self-destruct button Because it's all all the way uh, other end of the ship And so he's just floating around He's like oh my gosh How am I going to hit the self-destruct button Cletus shows up um, as a force ghost (laughs) In Jedi robes He goes Sherman, I'm your father He's like Sherman, deep inside Use the force and Sherman's like, of course. So Sherman farts, <laughs> which propels him through the rocket ship. And then, you know in uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, how there's that song? It's like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. We get that, mm-hmm. but it's with farts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, da dun
2: So is he like slowly?
0: <laughs> Sherman's moving to the beat of like that spinning. song through his, with his farts. Yeah. And, can of course, like, imagine this. Force Ghost Cletus is like, oh, sounds like something crawled up and died in the Force. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he hits the self-destruct button and, oh, no, it's not self-destruct button, just you know, the, the detonator thing. But he actually blew up the moon instead of the, uh, the meteor. So he's the dumbest man in the world But like this scene is just so low brow, It's so over the top And I love that it's a parody of 2001 Star Wars And I guess Armageddon slash Deep Impact <laughs> It has it all man That scene alone Is worth checking out The rest of the movie, I don't know It's incomprehensible <laughs> It does have Janet Jackson though She's going to marry Sherman Like the movie starts and they're engaged
2: <laughs>
0: Has Sherman lost any weight? No Exactly the same. She's just into it. Mm -hmm. It's a a weird movie. Seems like it's got most of the returning cast otherwise, with the exception of, uh, I don't see any Montel Jordan in this movie. Mm
1: -hmm. But Dave Chappelle's in it?
0: Actually, no, I don't see Dave Chappelle. He died. (laughs) I I guess (laughs) he did. It has his assistant guy. It has Larry Miller. You know like wanda sykes is in this. all the favorites chris elliott is a restaurant manager uh it's a restaurant where cletus uh has a fart that uh, shoots a candle and lights the restaurant on fire
2: we've all been there mm-hmm. oh yeah so it's still a pretty sherman heavy plot even though it's called the clumps
0: oh yeah i mean the clumps get a, <laughs> l- a <laughs> lot of screen time but uh yeah sherman he's 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 in a lot of bits. He's having a lot of fun, and for some reason at the end, like I remember, Buddy gets turned into a baby, but he can still talk like an adult.
2: <gasps> he's a little man.
0: Yeah, he basically well, it's, it's a CGI baby or like a like a, maybe like a one or two year old, and they're like using CGI to like move its mouth and stuff. It looks bad. <laughs> I wonder how that one did because the first Night of the Professor, of course, huge hit, like monster hit. It's one of the biggest movies he ever made. The second one looks... Yeah, it looks a decent hit, too. Uh, not well-liked, though. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you that. Except Roger Ebert liked it. Though he liked the first one, too. That's weird. That's really weird. <laughs> Macho Man is, again, the theme song. It's just a good song. So, Sean's Goofs, unless we already did it. do we already do Sean's Goofs? Yeah, okay. Sh- Sean's
2: Goofs. Here's... Um, so, are we to believe that <laughs> Sherman just wears decorative glasses? Because whenever he turns into Buddy Love, he doesn't wear glasses. Oh. What's going on, guys?
1: I mean, I, well, al- I also thought it was weird that his hair got smaller <laughs> in addition yeah, and to his, his mustache, body. Like,
2: that's weird. His mustache got less bushy. <laughs> a, l- a little bit. But why doesn't he need his glasses anymore? I noticed that Sherman does have an ear piercing, even though he doesn't wear an earring. Ah. So it, the, the earring makes sense. But he, he never puts on glasses when he's Buddy. At least I don't remember him ever wearing glasses as Buddy. Maybe
1: maybe
0: like the fat inside his head was like obscuring his vision. <laughs>
1: Or maybe Buddy Love That's the just only logical explanation. Or maybe Buddy Love just has really bad vision and he doesn't give a shit because ah. he's so confident. <laughs> he sees with
2: his dick. Yeah.
0: That's a really good point though. Those weird changes where it's like, yeah, the hair changes, there's no glasses. It's um it's a little odd. Alright, you guys ready for a new segment? I won't do this for every episode, but it's feel it felt like a good this felt like a good episode to do it for. You guys ready for this? Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. This segment is called John's Rogues Gallery. Dun dunna dunna dun 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 da <laughs> <laughs> Now if you guys remember mic. from our uh... <laughs> I was actually trying to do the oh, never mind. <laughs> Let's say it's Mortal Kombat. <laughs> But uh, I thought it was so like a hard
1: never... rock version of the Peter Gunn theme. <laughs>
0: that's what I was. That's what I was trying to do. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it,
1: I'll work on that. <laughs> so, okay. if you guys well,
0: remember from our training day episode, there's a little site called uh, Villains <laughs> Wiki. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is like a database uh, where villains from all forms of media are, are put in a Wikipedia-like site. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's pretty, like, it's not written particularly well, <laughs> but my favorite thing about this site is the fact that they always have the stats, like it's a trading <laughs> card. And uh, mm-hmm. we do have some stats here for Buddy Love. Uh, he is an evil doer. Uh, so, yeah, yeah let's, let's run through the stats. Full name Buddy Love. Alias. Mr. Love. <laughs> Professor Love, Love—is <laughs> that really an alias? Love. I mean, there's probably a part where the Dean's like Love, yeah. but I don't know.
2: It's just his last name.
0: I mean, I'm sure someone said like to me like Hey, Otney, it's not like that's my alias. <laughs> uh, so, not sure about that one. Okay, Origin. Not even well. Yet. Oh, well, 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 well. Go ahead.
2: Obi Wan Kenobi had Ben Kenobi as an alias. He just changed his first name. The same people who were calling him Kenobi could still call him Kenobi.
0: Okay. Okay, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. Uh, origin, none professor. Occupation, alter ego. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Powers, skills. Persuasion. Okay. Seduction. Mm-hmm. Master mm-hmm. fighter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he
2: tore Rigi apart and then killed him. I
0: just like the, the, the wordage there. Master fighter. My favorite Jackie Chan movie, Master Fighter. Uh, singing. Mm, reparteeing, Like, I guess his ability to make comebacks.
2: Yeah, witty repartee. Uh, when does
0: he sing? Yeah, he sings Love and You. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he sings one bar of a song. You don't think, and he gets you don't think that was good? Power? You don't
0: think that's a power slash skill?
2: I think that's the stretch. I think I need to see more of his singing.
0: Yeah. And,
2: uh, of course, Tough Attitude. Really? So they're not putting genius-level intellect as one of his
1: powers.
0: No, nope. singing was a higher priority here.
1: I mean, it's never implied. He's still, he's still a genius, right? Is he? Maybe not. I was never sure if he was still super smart when he was Buddy Love. Uh, I
0: no, he is because remember there's that part where he's talking to Harlan and he writes some equation down on a blackboard mm-hmm. and then like tries to walk away.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, my my understanding is he's he has all of Sherman's intellect. He's just is so. Loaded up on testosterone, that he, uh, his personality changes. Mm.
0: Okay. Okay. We got, um, hobbies flirting with mm. girls. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely. And
0: we also got drinking hardcore cocktail.
2: <laughs> is that what's that based on?
0: I don't know. I mean, this is. Is
2: this a, is this a the clumps thing?
0: Uh, I don't know. I, You know, what's weird is his his villain wiki is combined with the original Buddy Love's Mm. villain wiki.
2: But you can clearly
0: tell which ones are which, but that's one where I wasn't sure. That's probably the original Buddy Love, because he's an alcoholic. This one, I don't remember him drinking. But I wouldn't be surprised if one of his hobbies is drinking hardcore cocktail. (laughs) Okay, let's see. Um... Goals, let's see, because I'm trying to read his um, Get rich by any means necessary And to make Professor Sherman Klump's life A living hell Yeah, I guess He, he definitely seems to take pleasure in Sherman's pain um, Crimes, we have Abuse Okay, yeah
1: che- Cheating
0: Cheating like, like, on uh, when he cheats on her with the with, with the girls, I guess. Even though they're not quite together, but still, yeah, yeah. Uh, public endangerment, yeah, yeah. Reckless driving, and my favorite one. Copy now. Is, yeah, go ahead.
2: I would I would argue that the reckless driving is being done by Sherman because <laughs> he's pretty
0: transformed at that point. That's a good point, actually. Uh, actually, he's a great driver. Remember, he perfectly parallel parks in front of the club. Yeah, slides right in there. <laughs> I'm going to have to uh, re-edit this. I wonder if anyone can re-edit this.
2: Take him down, John. Okay,
0: and my favorite crime. Copyright infringement by claiming to be the brains behind Clumps' <laughs> creations. <Bastard. laughs> now, do you think Sherman already had all this stuff, like patent pending and everything? I mean, he must have. It's working in a lab, so I guess... Is that really copyright infringement i guess it is yeah
2: it's it's a tough argument to, if i um if i if i suffered a catastrophic head injury right and i uh, had total amnesia and basically had a new personality and it's basically restarted my life i would still have you know whatever money's in my bank account and my whatever stuff i own right like that would still be mine because i like if as much as i still exist uh To any extent, like it it's that new me, right? so doesn't buddy love have
0: a legal right to anything that Sherman Clump created? Hmm. reminds me when John Fogarty was sued for st- uh, ripping off his own <laughs> song, <laughs> which is a case he won by the way, so I don't know which one. John Fogerty won. I don't. Re- I don't remember. In which the case th-
2: of John Fogerty, beat John Fogerty. <laughs> well, won. just
0: like his old labels, like this song sounds too much like this song, and he's like, no, it doesn't. I don't know. The bad example. Never mind. <laughs> abort. Abort. <laughs> uh, but I yeah. Wanted... I don't know about this copyright infringement thing. It's it's a, it's an
2: ethical question. I think we're going to take this one to the high court.
0: And last but not least, uh, type of villain, misogynistic alter ego.
2: Yeah. Oof! Nailed around the head. <laughs>
0: they got it. And I'm not going to read anything else here because it's uninteresting. It's like a very bland recap of the events of the film. They don't even do the clumps. They didn't even bother. <laughs> is
2: is misogynistic alter ego something you can click on and get a list of other supervillains in that category? Not
0: on this particular site. Oh. I'm going to click on a random popular page on the side here and see what other kinds of villains we have. I've just clicked on the uh, the page for Man Spider. <laughs> He's a mutated monster And let me get one more example Just to kind of see what uh, What else we have Uh, Yeah, most of these are pretty standard I I clicked on Jeff the Killer You know, the uh, creepypasta character He's a uh, psychotic serial killer You're telling me this site has Jeff the Killer The Mutant Spider And Buddy Love all in the same Villains database (laughs) What the hell kind of site is this? A thorough one. I would love to see, like, the extent of this site, like, how many different characters are included. And hopefully, we'll get to learn other, you know, about other villains as this podcast goes on, as I continue to do John's Rogue's gallery, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll even get to do one for my next pick. Are you guys ready for me to do my pick, or do you want to say anything else about the Nutty Professor?
2: I, I mean I would in conclusion I'd like to hear Colin I mean this was Colin's pick I and mean, he's he's probably said the least of the three of us tonight. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the movie, Colin? I, Why'd you pick it?
1: Um, well, I picked it because I was too lazy to like actually think of something, <laughs> and we kept talking about The Nutty Professor for some reason, and then I just thought, well, why don't we just pick it. This that it seems like a fun movie to rewatch and i i mean i definitely wasn't sure how it would hold up and i i i did enjoy it i i had a fun time i think it's a really dumb movie but there's something about its energy that i i thought was pretty entertaining even if like yeah like like it's depiction (laughs) of overweight people and the way it uh Pokes fun at them is I would say mixed. I mean it, it's nice that like they they make this big fat guy very sympathetic and I, I, I don't know, I don't know probably it, it's one of Eddie Murphy's most memorable characters I would say but at the same time like there's there's a lot of farts. <laughs> there's <laughs> yeah, just there's too many farts but uh I, I had a good time with it. Despite it being a pretty dumb movie.
2: You don't know how to be fat to fart.
1: It's true. Then people fart, too. Okay. So, yeah, what's what's uh, what's your pick for next week? I, I've
0: been doing a lot, a lot of research for this one. I'm going to be super prepared. Great. Um, I'm very excited. Uh, so there's a movie opening next week um, that is a remake. I would like to watch... The original, we're going back, guys. I want to watch the original 1933 The Invisible Man, directed by James Whale, starring Claude Rains. This is probably, and it's going to be hard to beat, the oldest movie you've ever watched on the pick. I don't imagine we're going to watch a lot of pre 1933 films. We'll I don't see. know, maybe that's the way this podcast is trending. This is season two, baby. Yeah. This will be back to back Mad Scientist movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're they're doing that remake. Lee Whannell is making that new Invisible Man movie with um, Elizabeth Moss. Uh, the original is only seventy one minutes long. That'll be easy.
2: Yeah, it's just like one clump scene. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, I've got lots to say, but I'm gonna save it. Uh, this is gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be fun.
1: Alright well then that does it for the pick Uh, you can head on over to Mildly Please if you want to check out our other podcasts or they're available on iTunes Uh, I think also on Mildly Please we're just about done with all of our best of the decades lists I think Sean is going to do a video games list correct?
2: It could very well be up by the time this podcast is out but the best of the decade fun doesn't end there, unless John has changed his mind.
0: <laughs> I'm supposed to do my favorite horror movies of the, uh, the decade, yes, yes. It's it's gigantic, but I might push it like a month, because it's horribly overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see.
1: Alright, well, <laughs> if you want to hear more from these macho men, just tune in next time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you there. Goodbye.